0: All right. So today is Nostalgia Day. I think every day at Guilt-Free Pleasures is Nostalgia Day, but this is a big one. Big one for me. This is When I See You Smile by Bad English. And it has a very, very um, important part in my history. Uh, As I grew up and uh, uh, grew from a young boy to a slightly older boy. This is a song that I danced with my first girl to. Sorry, I danced with a girl to for the first time at a school dance. So this has a lot attached to it for me. All right,
1: well, let's see what we can do with this. I'd like to say welcome back, Frank, from your marathon in Antarctica. I know if our listeners are listening in chronological
0: order, they'll know that you were away last week, and now you are back. Now I'm back. I uh, survived the the white continent, as it's called, because it's full of ice. Um, uh, I survived the race and survived the subsequent uh, abuse of alcohol at the bar afterwards. So it was a uh, fantastic trip, and... Uh, but it's good to be back on uh, solid ground, back in Ontario, back recording uh, with you, Bill. Here, I'd like to think that maybe
1: your celebrations would meet sort of glam hard rock metal standards from the late '80s.
0: Um, you know what? There, and this is something I want to talk about later. But we we can bring this up in the video. There's this awesome scene where uh two of the band members are backstage at, at the concert and they go for the high five but they intentionally miss and they like bend and reach over and grab each other's ankles yeah that's a cool move that was that was a late 80s move that was yeah i was uh i've never been cool enough or confident enough to to try that um especially um grade seven frank
1: but right back then, and seeing these guys on that video, I'm like, well, these guys must be so super cool, and they live in this other sort of world that I will never enter into.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? But you, you just, you hope that you can get there. You hope that you can at least get to the gate and look in and and kind of vicariously live live there, right? Have you thought
1: about growing your hair out like John Waite in that video?
0: Again, you mean, or? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh... I mean 89 that's uh that, it's a different era but uh that, John wait that was a misstep I, I think he probably looked back at that with a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of regret. I mean it wasn't quite yeah it was uh didn't have the same cool factor as like a Richard Marx did. Yeah back in the same time period, right? Yeah, and also um, someone called him the
1: man of a thousand hairstyles. So if you were to see him (laughs) at any sort of period of his life, his hair is totally different. So there's a Bowie-esque hair treatment going on. Oh, okay. (laughs) So when I see you smile, let's start by like walking through the song. I really want to actually walk through your first dance, but maybe we'll start with the song and then we
0: can jump into your dance. That sounds... Good. Yeah, um, it also sounds a little bit terrifying because, I, <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that I'm remembering this uh, a lot as being more grandiose than, than it actually was. It's okay. W-
1: our memories are the things that matter, not what actually happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's revisionist history, right? Yeah,
1: as is all history. Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of history, a little history of bad English... Um, this is a band made up, it's almost, well, it's a super group of sorts or, or the sort of like groups that have broken up and they've come together. These are people with really great CVs coming together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's like, was it three guys from Journey? Yeah. And, and John Waite as, as the lead singer, which, which, uh, he had his own solo thing going on at the time too, right? Yeah. And then, um, another, was it another dude from, uh, The Babies?
1: Yeah, I think some some of them were in the Babies before that, so some of the guys okay. who were in Journey were in the Babies, and the Babies is a late 70s band, mm-hmm. which were really good, at least from what I listened to on um, my streaming service mm-hmm. just recently. And, I mean, I, I just was reading online, they were accused of being a early corporate rockers. I don't know.
0: Who wasn't a corporate rocker in the 80s? Though? Yeah. We're a corporate podcast without a corporation, aren't we? If you're a corporation out there and wants to sponsor our podcast, please reach out to us. We are desperate for money. (laughs) Yes, we definitely are. (laughs) I will sell out in a second. Do you want me to grow my hair like John Waite in this uh, video? I will do that.
1: I think the songs we choose um, already kind of state where we stand <laughs> in terms of what's <laughs> our feelings about selling out. Yeah. Are, uh, the, that That's just for cool people to talk about. We're yeah. not going for that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, the history of Bad English we have this band coming together, and it's, it feels like a kind of a quick process that they want to get an album out mm-hmm. and they
0: make the self titled album. Frank, could you tell us how Bad English got their name? So, uh, from what I understand, uh, they were playing pool uh, at a bar, and uh i I think John uh, Wait uh, took a shot and uh, uh, missed poorly or missed badly. and um, one of one of the uh, one of the other uh, bandmates said he was bad at putting English on the ball, so uh, putting English on the ball if I understand pool correctly, and I will assume that our listeners will uh correct me if I'm wrong here. Is is the spin put on the ball just to uh, manipulate it so it's not working or uh, moving in a, in a straight line or or putting some backspin on or or whatever? So he was bad at putting English on it, so it was bad English, and that's where they came up with the band name.
1: Yeah, it's such a underwhelming story i know right yeah i just assumed it could have something to do with john Waite being english but yeah. uh i've watched videos he speaks pr- very fine grammar yeah from what i've seen very little swearing yeah so uh i'd say he's has pretty good english or as i like to tell my students pretty well english pretty
0: well english and the the origin story of of the band name is uh like you said it's, it's a little bit anticlimactic, and uh like not like the origin story of uh of our podcast, uh, "Guilt Free Pleasures," which um, you took from a from a box of cookies. I think. <laughs> right, That's, that is revisionist history. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that
1: for our special hundredth episode. Yeah. Um, so this was written by Diane Warren. So the original that first album, every song on the album except I think two were written by the band, but this song was written by Diane Warren. She was friends with John Waite the lead singer mm-hmm. we've talked about already. And according to a recent interview with John Waite that I was listening to, he said that they did this song kind of as a favor to the A&R rep who was kind of helping them out
0: oh, okay. because
1: he stayed out of their way during the recording process. So okay. as a thank you, they said, listen, we'll do this ballad yeah. that they say will help kind of get us a hit. And it yeah. got a hit.
0: Well, it was it was the, the big song from the album and uh, – well, uh and we're we're talking 1989 so there there was a period of about two years where power ballads were everything yeah. well it's probably longer than that but um yeah the the other big song uh the price of love uh right. another another power ballad um I don't know if I danced to that one or not but um uh yeah I know that this was uh um like that's that's what brought them the fame on this album yeah. right yep all right let's work through this song
1: And um, the opening moments of the song just have... I mean, I guess we could say it this way. This is a song that has all the ingredients of a power ballad. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, archetypal?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the term I'm looking for. And uh, we we were talking about this beforehand, and this um, will appeal to the the mathematician in you, is it it moves like a sine wave, right? Yeah. Because it starts really like easy light and slow and uh, melodic and then it builds and then it comes back down in the middle and and it's you know it's it's light and it when i say light i mean it's it's a um soft yeah and then it builds and it has this giant crescendo Yeah. yeah and then at the end it just comes back down and it's soft again right so the the that's that's the way a power ballad should work yeah
1: a bit of a challenge perhaps to our listeners could you come up with a combined function that would give me the perfect sort of <laughs> periodic function a sine curve would be ideal but you could i know we got some peaks and valleys here that we could we could work with so
0: this is this is the uh the moment when this became a math podcast yeah
1: this is pretty exciting actually i'm ready to talk yeah. math now so i really should teach that unit yeah. <laughs> more often <laughs> okay so it opens with those can
0: you can you teach this as a, use this as an example i, think in, I could
1: i could in, at least yeah. put put it up on the screen so they could watch what happens when uh yeah when he sees her smile
0: yeah oh yeah, yeah exactly there's there's a correlation there right you totally <laughs> this is going to be the best uh um best lesson in, in your arsenal i think <laughs> it could be that's true this year
1: it might be that might be the case for sure so it opens with that sort of soft touch, John Waite kind of speaking out the uh, the song. Sometimes I wonder how I'd ever make it through when you have those the uh, the keys opening yeah. that up,
0: and uh, I. Uh, according to uh, and our listeners are going to be a little bit shocked here, but I didn't go to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So according to Ask Jeeves, <laughs> yeah. who who are we kidding? I went to Wikipedia. Um, it, it is a synth, so we're oh, we're, okay. we're, we're, we're keeping we're, we're keeping in line here. It's a, it's a th- it starts off with a synth,
1: right? That makes sense, and so it begins with that, and it comes into the. Sometimes I wonder. And, of course, everything about this is to get us to the chorus, yeah. right? So oh, yeah. I'm just looking at the lyrics here in front of me. Sometimes I wonder how I'd make it through, through this world without having you. I just wouldn't have a clue.
3: Sometimes I wonder how I'd ever make it through Through this world without having you I just wouldn't have a clue
1: I mean, I don't know if that's the greatest lyrics ever ever penned you know i think there might be some other things that could compete against that but it works for what what it is
0: it's not shakespeare it might be like hawthorne maybe <laughs> but
1: okay because i mean it's pretty straightforward comes cause sometimes that it seems like this world's closing in on me and there's no way of breaking free then i see you reach for me
3: because sometimes it seems like this world's closing in on me and there's no way of breaking free then i see
1: you reach for me and then we come in
0: there but but then then it hits strong it's like sometimes i want to give up i want to give in i want to quit the fight and this is and it, it, it yeah you're right it this is just like it's a defeated man yeah it's a man that's been beat down by the world he's just like he's exasperated
3: sometimes i'm
1: But then he sees her smile. And everything's all right. Yeah. Everything's and all
0: right. Everything's all right. And it, it comes into that awesome chorus, because right? Because
1: those drums start kicking in. Yeah. And it's just, as soon as that goes in, it's like, all right, forget about subtlety. We yeah. are just going for it.
0: Oh, yeah. There, there It's, this song is so dramatic. It's fantastic. Like, it, it's not dramatic in the same way a uh, Meatloaf song or yeah. a Jim Steinman song yeah. is, uh, is dramatic, but... There is so much drama happening, so, so much emotive, uh, um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm trying to look for? It, it's so much emotion trying, trying to be uh, pushed out uh, through this song. It's just, oh man, it's so good. Yeah. I have written
1: down here on my page, bright flourishes. Yeah, I think <laughs> okay. that might be, so we're with Jim Steinman's meatloaf especially stuff. There's a sort of darkness hidden yeah. underneath yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. The Diane Warren power ballad. Yeah. has just a sort of like, it's there's just light shining out of it, yeah. which is yeah. actually part of the lyrics. So hey, kudos to Bad English for kind of recognizing that. When I see you smile, I see a ray of light. I see it shining right through the rain. And I feel like I can hear it in that chorus. That yeah. There's a brightness coming out yeah. of there, and it's just um, it's taken
2: hold.
0: Yeah, the, the, the music really sort of reflects the lyrics in in that sense. You can hear the visuals, yeah. right? If if that makes sense. Yeah, and it has all the elements of
1: what I feel one of our typical guilt-free pleasures are. Let me just throw some at you just to see if we can uh, hit there. It's a, I think it's like the sort of superlative language too. There's nothing in this world that could ever do what a touch of your hand could do. It's nothing that I ever knew. And then she says, when the rain is falling, I don't feel it because you're with me now. And that's that classic. Like, I don't even yeah. feel the rain. Yeah. And she says, one look at you, baby, is all I'll ever need. And then it re- repeats all I ever need. And then you go back into
0: that into chorus. That, that chorus, yeah.
3: Baby, there's nothing in this world that could ever do What the touch of your hand can do It's like nothing that I ever knew With
1: I but that all just leads to going towards the sort of bridge. I, I wrote yep. down, instead of bridge over troubled water, I wrote <laughs> bridge over the top. So it's just a <laughs> fantastic when he's just comes back in there with yes. the sometimes i want to give up yeah. it's like oh john wait yeah you are something else
0: and and the way he sings that bridge right and we'll we'll play it here yeah uh it's it's just so much emotion right mm-hmm. like sometimes i just want to give up like it's he's really really hitting that And then that bridge ends. Yeah. And you get into that guitar solo, that awesome searing, like power ballad guitar solo, which was just it like I'm talking about it and I have goosebumps right now. Like thinking (laughs) about or like when I listen to the song, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's 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 such a like emotive experience.
1: Well, I mean, that, that leads us. I mean, the, the song keeps going from there and rep- does the thing that a power ballad ought to do. It's like, we made it. Now we're just holding up our arms in the air yeah. and running around the track yeah. again and again. Yeah, yeah. Repeating the, <laughs> repeating the chorus again and again. Yeah. And well,
0: it's, it's what uh, that's what a smile of a, of a good woman can do to a man.
1: It can. So, well, I mean, I want to ask
0: you, uh, tell me about the smile of the girl that you were dancing with in my so again revisionist history and everything um i don't know if she was smiling so oh was she looking into your eyes piercingly or was was she looking away (laughs) i don't know i was i was just i was working so hard not to uh not to step on her on her feet and i was so worried that she was going to notice how incredibly sweaty i was so this is grade seven this is grade seven is this your first dance that you've been to um i think it was my first dance and it may have been like one of the last songs of the uh of the uh of the uh, the dance so in case our listeners aren't um did i say last dance of the show last Less song of the dance, that's when, song,, of it, it, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant <laughs> uh, in, in case our uh, listeners haven't been able to to pick up um the theme that uh, uh, my life has had uh, growing up and everything, I was incredibly awkward, incredibly awkward. so i I just stood on the side, uh, yeah, watching all the popular kids uh, dance, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I wish I was confident enough to do that. Yeah. And then, I think basically someone pushed me towards this girl and they had already asked her to dance with me prior to that. Oh, wow. So it was, it was, it was kind of an act of charity maybe, but uh, I, it didn't matter. I think I was in love at that moment. I think I was in love for, for quite some time, um, at least a good like three, four or five weeks afterwards or something like that. Uh, I don't recall actually ever talking to her uh, at, like maybe a, a hello or or something like that because she was in my class and everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I didn't want to make it weird, and by not trying not to make it weird, it probably made it weirder. So when you're dancing, so you got pushed to her.
1: Did you yeah. ask her to dance, or is just like oh you no, just no,
0: came no no no? <laughs> I, I didn't have the guts to ask someone to dance. <laughs> All right, so when they bring you together to dance, yeah. do
1: you have any recollection of what you said to each other? I don't know if I talked to her. Okay. Did I, uh, you dance like you would have danced with, say, someone at like a family wedding where it was like uh, left hand on the, back. on the back, right hand up in the air, or did you go with the waddle? Oh, we went with the waddle. Yeah. And that, everyone's yeah. waddling then. Yeah. Okay. And so this song, about, about four minutes. Long, okay. Yeah. That four minutes can feel like an eternity.
0: Oh, it did. Yeah. It was, four, uh, I was in love for four minutes at least. <laughs> okay good so uh sweating a lot oh jeez yes
1: yeah okay and are you worried about stepping on her feet yes and are you worried about getting dizzy because of how often you're turning in circles
0: yeah there there was that
1: i feel the same i'm just <laughs> saying this because i remember the first time i danced with a girl it was also in grade seven yeah but i think i liked this other girl who was watching dance with a guy who bullied me in school oh, okay. that just added to my like yeah misery <laughs> but that's okay because yeah. i have a podcast now
0: yeah exactly all right back to you frank back to me back to my awkward first dance uh well you
1: know what i have a feeling that most listeners no matter what i think we all feel uncool even those who were deemed cool i think everyone knows what that awkward first dance is oh yeah and they know the song that they dance to. yeah you know your song
0: did you remember your first dance song? yeah
1: atlanta miles lover of mine oh okay when it hurts so bad, <laughs> I want to hold you in my arms. So, V, you got bad English. I mean, this is yep. a number one hit. Yeah. And I feel like I would love to hear from our listeners. Just, just drop us a line. Yeah. Let us know what the first song you slow danced Your to. Your first dance song. Yeah. Is. So, I'll we'll put up a question somewhere, I'm sure. But you can reach out to us just to remind people on the side. Uh, we have our Instagram... Twitter, Facebook, you can find us mm-hmm. and check
0: the show notes. Yeah. So I, I want to, um, because we, we were talking about the lyrics and I, I'm just going to shift gears here yeah. real quick. Um, so the, the lyrics are all about um, the, uh, the smile of a woman and just making your life so much better, right? And just just everything that's going wrong, you see this woman you see this uh, and her smile, yeah. her, her presence, just it changes everything. And it doesn't matter because you have this love of a good woman. So it reminds me of a story um, that happened to a couple of my friends um, who were dating at the time. Um, I got permission to use this, this story, but I'm not going to use their names. Um, we'll just call them Stephen Melissa Jerlinski. Tell me about Steve and Melissa, Drills. Okay, so Steve and Melissa were uh, dating at the time, and uh, uh, so he wasn't. He had uh, some anxiety. wasn't uh, wasn't sure about uh, the relationship. wasn't sure how things were going, um, and basically was dealing with a lot, like just internally uh, uh, some some personal stuff, I guess, or, or some uh, some anxieties at the time. So. He actually went to go uh, to her house to break up with her. Oh, wow. Yep. So uh, he got to the door, basically knocked on the door. She opens the door and he sees her. And then like that, just everything sort of washed away. And uh, uh, they they stay together. They're married now, three kids, been married for, I don't know how many years, but uh, it was just like. He saw her, and then everything was all right. Oh, yeah,
1: everything. everything's
0: all right, so right.
1: I should have had this song playing years ago when I broke up with a girl. I shouldn't have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mean the one that you're married to now? Yeah, yeah. We did get
1: back together, but I think yeah. this could have like sped up those that seven year gap in the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: that's another podcast altogether. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, that's a great story, Steve yeah. Linsky, Way to go, Melissa.
0: Yeah, Steve and Melissa together, three kids, happily married, and everything. And uh, yeah, it was just a uh, he came, she came to the door. I think I in, in my mind she was smiling, so it just Whoa, that's it fun. was that ray of light. There's a little romance. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um,
1: wow, I don't have it. That's you got a you got a first dance story, and you have a a relationship saved story. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You, you remember the name of the
0: girl you dance with?
1: Yes, I won't uh, no, we, we won't divulge. That
0: here. Yeah, because she's probably, I don't know if she's gone to therapy about it or not, but uh, <laughs> especially now that I have a, a very podcast. successful <laughs> yes. podcast. Well, you know, you also
1: know where to reach us. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, you can send a private message where he'll be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have some questions, categories here. Yeah. Um, Okay, who else could sing this song? I want you to think about other bands that could pull this off.
0: So there are so many bands in in that era um, yeah. that were known for their power ballads, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, Sheriff, Alias, um, um, White Snake, uh, um, Poison had "Every Rose Has a Thorn." Um, um, Oh, extreme more than words uh nelson uh, like winger all these guys had these fantastic like power balance. how about
1: remember firehouse yes
0: oh yes yeah. To me, that right. would be yeah. like a
1: right in the wheelhouse yeah what was the song by firehouse it was uh love of a lifetime
0: oh, okay yes
1: finally oh, right. found
0: the love <laughs> yes that's right oh.
1: um okay so interesting yeah. okay so Another band I was going to bring up, but I think Aerosmith could have pulled this off. Okay, yeah. And uh, it might have been even huger. Well, this was big. Yeah. Uh, and Aerosmith didn't really hit the big time. They were just on their comeback trail, weren't they, around this time?
0: Yeah, they had Janie's Got a Gun. Like, that was a, a year, a couple years early. Was maybe. that or
1: Was that 91? Was that... Oh, we got to take a look. But interestingly, so I, we haven't talked about this, but you brought up three bands there. Yeah. You said Sheriff... Alias White Snake. Those are the first three bands you mentioned. Yeah. Now White Snake was the band they were touring with.
0: Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sheriff, of course, is a major band that we will be talking about in the yes. future for oh. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I'm with you is a oh, it's oh. a summit to reach. Oh, my okay, goodness. we uh, we just throw that out there. It's on the Mount it's, Rushmore. It's on, yeah, it's coming. Balance, oh sorry. my goodness. This was written by Dan Warren. She thought. When they convinced her to, to put this... She didn't think the song was very good. Yeah. When they convinced her to do this, she said, well, maybe that band Shara from Canada could sing this. Oh. That was the first band she thought of. Didn't know that they had broken up oh, okay. years earlier. So who does she give it to? Alias. Okay. And an Alias says, oh, we already have a song more than words could say, but we'll save That's this right. one for later. Yeah, yeah. So these, they, so these bands had this. This songs moving around, but it was Firehouse, of course, Right. So it was bad english who does it yeah and i mean one of the major reasons is because john Waite is friends it's with her diane warren yeah and they're also doing it as a favor to yeah. the record label for not messing with them
0: yeah how's that for corporate rock it's uh thank goodness for corporate rock
2: I this know, song right? is
1: great i'm not first dancing to um the stone roses yeah i know right chris newkirk <laughs> Was that his first dance? No, I just wanted That's to good. say his name in this <laughs> that manner.
3: when I see you smile, baby, when I see you smile at me oh, yeah.
0: But uh, so another thing that um, so the, those are other bands that could sing this song, but you didn't ask the big question. Could Michael Bolton sing this? I think he would do a killer version.
1: Yeah, no question. This is totally... He could have done it then. That actually... Mm -hmm. And he did... Oh, we did do a song that Diane Warren has written.
0: Oh, okay. Time, Love, and Tenderness. That's right. That was the only other Diane Warren song we've done. Which is surprising because we have like almost 35 songs, 40 songs that we've talked about.
1: This is our first and not our last time talking a lot about Diane Warren, but she did do the michael bolton okay good call michael bolton could definitely sing this he would be the one most likely i could think of pulling this off he she should still do this in concert
0: well his his um his early stuff like his first album was more of a rock album as opposed to a ballad era right 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 so so um
1: okay there's some criticism of this band and this song in particular
0: so all well, those people are wrong
1: yeah so let me read you louder magazine mm-hmm. who happened to like name i think they named bad english like a great band but then someone else wrote this article saying john Waite can sing the phone book and make it sound sincere but this song from the supergroup's 1989 debut album really tested his powers of persuasion written by Diane Warren, who is responsible for adding serious commercial clout to any number of rock bands' repertoires. This sounds like a band going through the motions and happy to take a hit. It worked, too. The damn thing went to number one in the U.S.
0: No. Listen to the song. Listen listen to his his emotion, especially in that bridge leading up to that guitar solo. You, you, you're you saying that band was going through the motions there? Yeah. No.
1: no I, I agree with you. Um, the, the more I've listened to this, the more I've enjoyed it. But this isn't the only one. So, Stereo Gum, which I've I've gone back to a few times. I have a a whole number ones section here. They said, there's an art to a great power ballad to make it vast and memorable rather than mushy and indistinct. And they said, when I see you smile is a drag. The song has nice little moments like the first time it opens up to that chorus. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. But there's no urgency to it. All the members of Bad English do their parts, but they all sound like it's 2 p.m. on a Friday, and they just want to get home and drink a beer or play some Nintendo. They sound like they just don't want to be there.
0: That—that's uh, so. There's a contradiction I find in in that. Uh, okay, in that great. Statement. He said that there's no urgency, and he says it's like uh, there. It's two o'clock on a Friday. If it's two o'clock on a Friday, and I don't want to be there, there's an urgency to get out the door. So. Okay, contradiction there, right? There you go, Tom Bryhan. Yeah.
1: We got you. Yeah. So either it's urgent or it's not. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. All right, little interesting snippets of trivia here. Okay. John Waite had an obsession with Patty Hearst. You know Patty Hearst? Yeah. So, um... I don't know her personally, but... uh... Well, if you... Patty Hearst was kidnapped back in the late 70s, I think or early 80s by like a... A bunch of anarchists, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And either way, it seemed like she had joined them for a while in yeah, robbing banks. Yeah,
0: the like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, so.
1: Douglas Copeland wrote a great short story about it, Yeah. or at least referenced it in the short story called Patty Hearst. So he w- invited her to come hear them sing at a women's prison. So they went on
0: a tour Did where they- Did she join the band? Well, we, uh, I, I that would be fitting, right? Yeah, I, yeah,
1: exactly. I didn't find out, but I, I would listen to a news story- where they talked at length about how Bad English purposely toured prisons, hoping that they can convince Patty Hurst to go hear them sing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, so this is an interesting thing. That's he's weird. It's really weird. But I'll put this out, that John Waite is great. He's yeah. still performing. He's doing like these, this acoustic stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And his voice is
0: still strong. Oh, yeah. It still holds, right? And
1: uh, I think one of the reasons is he was pretty clean in terms of he didn't play the rock and roll game. Yeah. And he said, it's pretty easy to not get involved if you just kind of mark your territory and set your boundaries by saying, I'm going out the back door. I'm not going out the front door in terms of where the, the paparazzi are. Yeah. If they want to talk to you, it's like, no. They said they, they kind of respect it and they're not interested in you. So he was never interested in the big glam yeah. of, of that whole scene, which is probably why Bad English also didn't last. They, they weren't getting along by the end.
0: Yeah, because they they broke up before the second album was even released,
1: and I've been listening to both albums. They're pretty good for what hard rock is. Yeah, I thought they're. I thought the albums were good. I have I've read a lot of criticism of it, but for what it is, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I it's listened good.
0: to the, I listened to that first album uh, uh, today a couple of times, and it's it's exactly what you expect of it, right? Yeah. It's it, it's not uh, it's not bad. It's yeah. it's, it's like. It's 1989. It, it, it's a it's a time capsule, yeah. right?
1: And if anything, a, a big part of our show is we enjoy something that's in a time capsule. You know it's like, "Oh, it doesn't sound timeless." Like, "No, I want to be in time. Yeah. Not out of time." Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, this is pretty obvious. Could this song be a Hallmark movie? You just described oh, yeah. one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, we just got we hit
0: that. Yeah. So, uh, Steve and Melissa Gerlinski, uh your your life is becoming a movie.
1: Yeah, and um, this is the ultimate grade seven and eight dance for us in that era. Like yeah, because it
0: hits every beat that you'd want. Mm-hmm. So, um, mixtape. What else would you put on this mixtape?
1: Well, I would definitely put Firehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> song I've forgotten.
0: What's it? Uh, oh, love of a lifetime. Yeah,
1: I would put love of a lifetime by Firehouse on it. Yep what would you put on give me another power i think late 80s power ballads be important
0: mr biggs uh, to be with you yeah um like uh extremes more than words uh more than words could say by alias yeah that's a good choice uh, oh geez uh, uh heaven by by brian adams maybe but the the way uh i was thinking is uh like theme songs smiling yeah. songs Oh, yes. Okay. A similar song was uh, Shanice, I Love Your Smile. Yeah. Because she's talking about like the doldrums of day to day life. And then, but it's like, but I love your smile, right? Yeah. And that's do, 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 a good call. It's okay, so
1: a song universe. These are yeah. smile universes. Yeah.
0: That's the only one I could think okay, of. Okay, I'll but... <laughs>
1: throw a couple curveballs at you. All right. Okay. Don't Worry, Be Happy, Bobby McFerrin.
0: Okay. That's a song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Smile, Charlie Chaplin. I don't know that one. Yeah, that's like a fa- like a jazz standard. Oh, okay. This one is like uh, where they're encouraging you to smile despite how, the world. How, is...
0: how did he sing? He never talked.
1: Good question. There's a whole, there's a whole thing. There's a whole history surrounding that song. Yeah. Um, Sarah Smile, Daryl John John Oates, Daryl Hall.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: There's some smile songs out All there. Knows, yeah. Um. Tears of a Clown? That's not I, near at all. <laughs> that's not near at it all. Smokey Robinson, right? Yeah. yeah. That's
0: not going to work. Okay. Um, uh, oh, that was yeah. the other one that, yeah. that I wanted to say. Uh, uh, Sister Christian, Night Ranger. Okay. I don't even know that one. You don't know that one? No. You, everyone knows it as a... Um, or not everyone, but I always know it as like motoring. It's like, Motoring. Like I'll have to take a look. Yeah, I've never heard do, it. Please, please edit How, <laughs> How
1: about Honesty by Striper is that what, or is it honestly? I don't know. I can't remember. Okay, well, we we'll cut that too. There is a great cover I've heard of this song by an Irish singer. Oh, okay, let me just bring it up here on my list that I know of. It was surprisingly good. I shouldn't say it that way. It was. It was good. So I. Luan Parle, I think. Unless well, it's Luan Parlay, but I think it's Luan Parl. And it was like a pop country version.
2: Oh, okay. And it
1: works. Like yeah. it belongs and it's sort of like this could be done by a country singer really easily. Yeah, yeah. i played play it for you here, Frank, yeah. so you can hear it.
2: Yeah.
0: I want to describe to the listeners how many goosebumps I have right now. That is really, really good.
1: And i looked on spotify and only had like 26 000 listens what? Like, what come oh, on jeez this is really good so for our irish listeners um please reach out uh to us is this is this a song that's that's big out there it's really good so this song lends itself really well to some covers I yeah think. i think so yeah absolutely
0: <laughs>
3: Smile. Smile at me
0: That song was like, it, it's really good. Like I can, I kind of feel myself back in that uh, elementary school gym at, the, at that moment, like listening to that, just like close your eyes and I'm there again. Well, and I hope
1: the listeners can do the same for us. So those out there who were there, and if you were there, you know it. You can close your eyes, you can hear this playing. You hear those drums moving, and yeah. there's a sort of joy to that moment. There's also that that you don't know what's coming ahead in the future, but there is something about this song that lingers.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh no, it, it's just it, it just makes you feel so so good. Um and and you know what it's uh, with when I when I think about uh, our our listeners and and doing this podcast and and that kind of makes me makes me feel good especially when I can think about when I see you smile. <laughs> good. Perfect.